Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. to another episode of Black Girls Texting. We're still in the studio. So if mm-hmm. you're listening, make sure you check out the YouTube. Um, Bedstead Brat is here. Chelsea is in LA. And, you know, we're in person at Full in. Court Studios and we're missing her. But I don't know. If you're a patron, you might see us gallivanting around Europe together. I don't know how the, the order of things is going to... The content's going to roll out. Uh, the content's going to roll stuff. out. You're going to figure it out. Um, but if you are watching, you will see we have a lovely guest in the building. And we're so, so excited to have you. Number one, gorgeous. Smile. Cheekbones. Hair. Jawline. Beauty. Hair. Brows. Face. Complexion. (laughs) Teeth. I'll take it all. Thank you so much. I receive all of that into my spirit. Yes. Yes. We have Leslie Robertson of the Black Beauty Collective. You are not only a beautiful face. You are a boss. Okay. (laughs) Founder and CEO of the Black Beauty Collective, which is a Black-owned beauty retail store and online marketplace featuring exclusively Black-owned brands. I have so many things to discuss with you about this, but first I just want to jump into our group chat. I mean, our, our Reddit reply, because we, we already told you, like, we're, we're pulling you in. Yeah, Chelsea's she's not here, here for the whole thing. You're, so here. you're here for the whole thing. You're here for the whole thing. Um, read or reply for the if there's new listeners yes, and new just listeners. to like restate ah, it right yes. okay so this is black girls texting right so playing on the theme if you got a text that you were just like oh what is this i'm not even entertaining this you're gonna leave that on red right we're, yeah. we're not even fooling with that energy but if somebody hits you up with something that you're like oh i'm intrigued i'll reply right so yeah. for this on red or reply your on red is something that you are just like not fucking with essentially and what you're replying to is something you're into. I love it. Yeah. So I'm definitely replying to Beyonce's dress mm-hmm. that Brandon Blackwood designed. Yes. I was 100% all, all over right. that. I'm going to go look at it. I have yes, the photo. Yes, it's gorgeous. You have the photo? I believe I have the, the photo. And I thought it looked like it because I think he designed a pair of shoes that have that same kind of, yeah. Oh, my God. This a whole one? outfit. Amazing. Oh, wow. Stunning. Sickening. And she on this like disco ball background. Ah, yes, he killed it. Good for Brandon. Good for Brandon. You know, because Beyonce is good for that. Yeah, she she will support a black owned brand. Yes, I'm 100 percent with Issa. We support all things black. Period. And he killed it. Beyonce wore it. He knocked it out of the park. We're all happy. So I'm definitely reading that. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I am not a New Yorker. Okay. So I'm a Chicago person. Okay. I am definitely leaving this New York traffic on red, honey. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Knock it out. You know what? I'll I'll just walk. I caught the train for the first time today. You did. I did. I was like, <laughs> Lord, get me to where I got to be. Because you'll be sitting in the traffic for so long that like you might just as well like, have let me out. The train. Yes. Let me out. <laughs> That's great to know. I learned today. I put these comfortable shoes on and I moseyed on over yes. to the train. Yes. <laughs> yes. Keep your traffic. Good day. What We're was that experience it. like for the you? The train? You know what? Um, it was pleasantly quiet. Mm. Everyone was happy. I'm over here scared. Like, 
Like, oh, God, what about the city? What about the city show you? <laughs> the city came out, and everyone knew that I was there. So they were really uh, quiet and welcoming. They kept it cute. They were respectful. They was like, Leslie's here. We're going to be great today. And that's exactly Ooh, what it was. Listen, it was a peaceful ride. It could have been something else. How many stops did you go? Do you Ooh, recall? We had to do... At least, I think we did a transfer. We did maybe like five, six stops. Everybody was chill the whole time. I was like, yes, New York with the public transportation. I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm truly shocked. I was on the train earlier today. I'm honestly appalled. I was just waiting like, all right, any minute now. (laughs) What are we going to get? Was it today? I called you you and I was like, are you on the train? Are you okay? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is not my my golden move to catch a train. However... Today I did, yeah. and it was a pleasant experience. Okay. Thank you very much, I'm so New happy. York. Oh, thank you, New York, for being respectful and not embarrassing yes. us. Everyone was super chill. They were minding their business. They were living their best life. Oh, I, I thought I was going to see a Showtime show today, and I'm, I almost was like, oh, my God. You wanted the performance? Kind of. You know, Girl, sometimes no. I'm yeah. into a little action, it. A little action, little yeah, action you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You ready for yours? You want me to go? Okay. Um, I'll start with my reply. I'll start on the on a positive. No, I'll I'll start on a negative Nancy, and then mm. I'll I'll end on a positive note. I am leaving family drama on red. Mm. I'm in some like weird family drama right now that is just so odd. And I think as you get older, you're more aware of what's going on and people pulling you in different directions and then like somebody got beef with this person. So now this side of the family all has beef with the other side. And I'm like, wait, I I don't want to have beef with anybody. Like I'm trying to stay out of it. And I was talking to my dad about it. He was like, well, what's going to happen when you have to pick a side? No, no, I don't don't want to pick a side. Like I'm not interested in picking a side. Um, So yeah, just lots going on. I'm not going to air my family's full dirty laundry out here, but just, always something like there's a lot of a lot of women in my family a lot of alpha female energy so there's a lot of headbutting and i'm just like my grandpa has a lot of sayings and one of his sayings is my name is bennett and i ain't in oh it. yeah smart man and i'm like can i be bennett i don't want to be in it like let me just so i'm yes. fully leaving that on red and i'm hoping that the adults even though i am an adult the older adults can reconcile and just let us be. Yeah. Just let us be. I know there's layers, there's history, but let's just love each other and just get back to that. So for all my aunties listening, yes, I'm talking to you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, my aunties be listening. What I am going to reply to is honestly the just beauty of black women. So I was able to make your event last night yes. in New York. And it was so lovely to see all these black female entrepreneurs and the room just feels different. It's yeah. just welcoming and warm. Everyone's kind and everyone's complimenting each yes. other and everyone's yeah. loving on each other. And just the innovation of black women, like we are just always the blueprint and yeah. we're always coming up with new things. And we're always like, I think just ahead of the trend, but unfortunately there's just, lack of access to capital or lack of knowledge that like limits us in a lot of ways when it comes to being being able to create and being able to see you know women live out their dreams i talked to one woman who's like i'm a neuroscientist i want it florey yep florey she's like well i'm a neuroscientist but i started this hair care brand and i'm like what like it's truly just like things that 
we're running circles around people. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it really, it like, it, it gets me going and it puts me just in a positive space, especially when I'm like grinding and I'm like seeing my sisters do the same thing, um, and all support one another. So I, I'm fully replying to that. It was so lovely. Came home with some goodies. Yes. And I'm going to run up in that bag. I'm ready. Yes. 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 I told you I brought some goodies (laughs) back for you, but Man, it was so lovely. So thank you for creating that space um, and the space that you created. We'll talk more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm fully replying to that. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you came. Yes. And the synergy is always on point. Black women are so dope. I mean, like 110%. And that's yeah. exactly, as I have this in mind, that's exactly what I want is for black women to walk in and they're like, oh, welcome home. You know, that feeling yes. of... Mm-hmm. Being a part of something bigger than yourself and being welcome and seen and valued and all the things. So I love that you're definitely reading that. I, I love all of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to reply to two things this week. I don't even have nothing to leave on red. Oh, you're positive. <laughs> just positive. Well, so yesterday I was getting my hair done really late and I was just catching up on Power. Do y'all watch Power? Oh my God. I don't watch it. I did Ooh. the first, when it was actually Power. I was going to say, it's too many. Power book 17. Like when it was Power, Power. Like right. Yes. First right. It's seasons. technically Ghost, re, ghost, res, ghost Revenge. I don't fucking know. Ghost actually. Resurrected. Ghost Resurrected. <laughs> I don't really know what it's. Power book 12. There are literally 15 narratives in this story. There could be like 10 shows within the show, but they... I was gagged. I was in the hair salon like, <gasps> like my stylist was like, is everything okay? I was like, <laughs> they just did something so crazy. Like I was so shook. <laughs> like it's insane. I'm, I know some listeners are out there that are keeping up. We're going on to uh, episode 10 and I am, I am just so entertained thoroughly. Oh, okay, I, I suggest I'll y'all catch up. In. I know. I feel like we got a lot of catch you have up to, to I wish I was watching it with a notepad because there's a lot to keep up, up mm, with. There are definitely, notepad. no, there's definitely <laughs> storylines story that I'm forgetting are happening, but like, Wow. Iconic. Um, and I'm also going to reply to just me being in this premium state of pre-travel uh, maintenance. Yeah. You know, the nails are done. The Cute. lashes are fresh. 100%. The hair is Is fresh. this yep. going to be your new thing? You're just doing the milky, like you're doing. I do like the milky nail. But okay. they're so cute. You know, I was I was doing like a lot of nail art, but my uh, nail tech is in the city and just going there was just taking too long. I thought she lived by you. She moved to Detroit. So then I had to find a new lady. Oh, and I, I, yeah, I was taking Ubers there. Who are you seeing the whole, in the city now? Um, her, her name is uh, on Instagram manicures a manicure as. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you nail, know the uh-huh. nail text. She's like Instagram. one of those girls. Yeah, she's one of the girls. She's one okay, of the girls. Okay, 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 yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, I love the the pre uh, trip glam. Our co host Chelsea she actually posted that like before you travel, it's like giving the Olympics of prepping of appointments. Absolutely. You know, it is. You gotta get. Yeah. The, it, luckily, we're not going on a, like a real tropical trip. I would have had to wax my whole body right. and like all the things. It's you know? a lot, but yeah. it's also fun because then you're like. Ooh. Bad bitch loading. Right. Da, da, Fabulous. Da, da. Boom. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm here. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. You look great. Fabulous. I you love do. your nails too, Thank even you. when I'm on my They're cute. We're, We're ready. We're yes, ready. Yes, for all of that. My good sis. That's a black girl doing shit. Yes. Well, that beautifully transitions us because. The black women, we're, or, we're always doing the things. Mm-hmm. But we have a segment on the show. It's called Black Girl Doing Shit. And we highlight just 
a black woman that's killing it, inspiring us. And that is you this week. Yes. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad that we were able to connect in person. We You were our black girl doing shit yes, before you actually, were even like absolutely. on the show. Like oh my we shouted yes. you out on a totally separate episode. Yes. So we manifested you here on the show. Oh my gosh, you guys totally did. I appreciate that. I was like, yes, minute 38. Come on. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I love all of that. Oh yes, my I gosh. appreciate you guys. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey group chat, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Growing up, I was never a tampon kind of girl. I know I'm not alone here. Before I ever even used them, I was scared. I just assumed that they would be uncomfortable. And as a woman with a heavy flow, I wasn't sure how secure they would be. But as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that there's nothing to fear. It took me a couple tries to get it right. But now that I know how to properly insert a Tampax, I don't even feel it. Using Tampax during my cycle has given me so much flexibility and gives me more freedom so I can do and wear what I want on my period. Because, you know, I'm a woman on the go. I'm on long flights, beach trips, busy work days, bopping around the city. When my period comes, I don't want to have to modify and limit what I can do. I want to keep living my unapologetic, multi-hyphenated lifestyle. And I never have to worry about leaks because just like a pad, Tampax can absorb even your heaviest flow and give you an up to 100% leak-free experience you can't see or feel. So for everyone with periods who's never used a Tampax, I encourage you to incorporate it into your menstrual routine. It's comfortable and flexible protection from start to finish. With some of the best and most capable vehicles in the world, Ford knows strong means more than just physical. Ford is sharing the inspiring stories of those behind the wheel who are accomplishing their goals, pursuing their dreams, and creating the world they want to live in. Built Ford Proud highlights Dee Bryant, a Ford driver who has shown strength in how she is breaking boundaries to create change in her field for those all around her. Dee Bryant is a professional stunt driver featured in over a hundred films, movies, and shows. She began riding motorcycles at age 11. Dee has done stunts in many commercials, but she always finds herself gravitating towards Ford vehicles as her personal ride went off screen. In fact, much of her stunt driving training took place in a Ford Mustang. Dee is one of a few females and even fewer African-American female stunt drivers in the entire industry. She constantly battles against sexism, racism, and unfair representation as many productions try to get around hiring female drivers. As part of her fight for equality, she co-founded the Association of Women Drivers, a stunt driving school where she helps teach other women to stunt drive. She is just one of the many examples that show us that Ford... Drivers span all walks of life, each with an individual story that shows how they're built Ford proud. Learn more about D. Bryant's story at ford.com forward slash built Ford proud. Breaking the mold, strengthening communities, creating change. Real stories brought to you by Ford, built Ford proud. Hey, group chat. 
It's Sade here, and I'm super excited to talk to you all about my hair journey, especially with Dove and their crown collection. Now, if you know me, you are a listener, and you've been keeping up with me, whether you're watching on YouTube or on our social media, you all know I keep it very versatile with my hair. One day, I'll have braids. Who knows what color? Blue, green, purple, whatever it may be. I love having fun with braids. But then I might get tired of that and switch up my hair into tape-ins. Right now, I'm a sewing mommy. You know I love a weave. But while I am doing all of that and I'm trying different protective styles, I'm always mindful of making sure that my natural hair is healthy and flourishing because that is number one for me. That worst case scenario, if I needed to, I could just pull my natural hair out and I feel comfortable and I feel that it's in you know a good state. And so the key to healthy hair, or at least this is what you know the hairstylists have told me, is a healthy scalp. And that's why I really love Dove's crown collection because it really focuses on scalp care. It is the first holistic health repairing system and it features a lot of different products. So they've got a sulfate-free shampoo, conditioner, there's a serum, there's a leave-in conditioner, and there's even a defining buttercream. So if you are, you know, rocking the coils, you can define the curls with their defining buttercream. The products all have a plant-based squalene, which if you've all heard me talk about skincare, you know I love squalene. I'm seeing it's really important for the skin, probably equally important for the hair and your scalp. It also contains prebiotics and vitamins, and there are 0% sulfates, parabens, or dyes, so none of the yucky stuff. I also love this collection because Dove co-founded the Crown Coalition with the National Urban League, with Color of Change, and with the Western Center of Law and Poverty. And they did this to ensure that there was legal protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles. The Crown Act has since been passed in 14 states and is en route to pass federally. This is super important to me because I want to support brands that support me and the people that look like me. And so while, you know, we're out here contributing our dollars, we know Black women spend a lot of money on our hair, I think it's definitely time to be mindful of the brands that we're giving our money to. And that's why I feel really good about supporting Dove, knowing that they are equally supporting us, especially when we think about the Crown Act and the Crown Coalition and all the discrimination that has been you know, made against the hair that naturally grows out of our heads. So super, super proud that Dove is doing this. If you are also on your natural hair journey or just a healthy hair journey, whatever that looks like, I highly recommend you check out these products and please let us know what you think. Super excited to share my next hairstyle with y'all, whatever that may be in the coming weeks, months. You all know it's going to be looking different all the time, but also love knowing that my hair underneath is super healthy with these products. So keep us posted. Let us know what you think. All right, y'all. It's time. Well, group chat. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're excited to hop into the group chat because there's lots we want to talk about. We want to talk about the Black Beauty Collective, but also just get to know you. Um, I did some digging. Yes. Um, you've been you've been in the press, press, press. Press, press. Um, press. And I'd love to learn more about your background because I read that you worked in corporate for 15 years. Yeah. You did modeling. I did. And now you've done this career pivot. And actually on the last episode, I don't know what order this will come out on, but what we just recorded, we talked about 
you know, your life is really these chapters. Yeah. Like the book keeps mm -hmm. being written and yep. you don't have to stay confined to one space. That's right. Um, so I'd love to, you know, hear about that experience and, and your 15 years in corporate to, to now. Yeah. 15 years in corporate. So I fell into the generation. So just to give you guys like a bit of background, I was a veteran. I was an army vet. And then I finished undergrad while I was in while I was in the military and I got out got my master's degree and I went straight corporate because I grew up in a space where that said you had to get the responsible role, you know, do the responsible thing, go to college, get a good career mm -hmm. and I fought hard to have that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I worked in corporate. I decided to go into talent acquisition some years ago because I wanted to control the flow of cad candidates that were coming into the company, mm. right? Because now you have control in diversifying teams and to give minorities, women, uh, veterans, people with disabilities, whomever, opportunities to align with some of these roles. And so that's what I've spent most of my corporate career doing is diversifying teams. And I'm super passionate about it. I love it actually because a lot of times in our community, we don't have the opportunity. We don't have the visibility. We don't have anyone speaking for us on the other side mm -hmm. of a corporation. Yep. And so I wanted to be able to to fill in that gap. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. And I trained other or recruiters on how to do that too and how to identify the untapped markets of talent. And so that's what I did in corporate. Somewhere along the way, I, I actually finished graduate school while I was um, – when I, right during the recession with the housing market, mm -hmm. uh, 2010. And so one day I was, I decided I was going to do what we did in the 2000s, 90s, walk around and actually hand out my resume to corporations, right? This is like 2010. <clears throat> I was, I printed out resumes, I dressed up and I went into Chicago <laughs> to hand out my resumes. And I ended up in an area where there was one of the, where elite modeling agency was. Oh, wow. And I saw it and I walk in and I was like, Hey, I was like 26, 27. I wasn't like young. I was like done with college. I had been through the military. I was like all this life. I just done, got done with grad school. And I walk in and in true model fashion, the girl behind the desk kind of was like, um, can I help you? Like, what is, <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. Are you? And I go, well, can you ask one of the agents to come down and meet me? Right. At a modeling Energy. agency. 100%. I'm like mad corporate. I got the suit on, the button up, the fold down collar, ponytail bun in the back. I'm like corporate. Right. And I'm like, can you ask one of the, a flats on? I'm talking 100% looking for a job. And I'm like, can you ask someone to come down? This <laughs> she's like spiked hair, like 100% right. model, model, edgy, yeah. chic. Right. She's all of the things you imagine, right, at an agency. And she goes, we do casting calls on. And she rumbles off the casting calls. And it's like a Monday. They do them on Thursdays. And I go, well, do you think you can just have someone come down since I'm here? You know, <laughs> right? And she's like, ah. And she calls Energy. up. Literally, she calls upstairs and the person, the agent that answered was new. She came down and she took some pictures of me and went back up and I left because she didn't give me any follow-up instructions. I left the agency and my phone was, had been on silent. I had made it all the way back home and I had three missed calls from the agency. They oh, were wow. like, we want to give you a contract. Like, where did you go? Wow. Did you, like, what? And that's how I ended up getting my modeling contract. 
100% serious. I wish I could make this up, but I had just gotten out of the military. I was like super buttoned up like a soldier. Still, wow. like, good afternoon, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Yes. I was like super buttoned up just like a soldier. 100% like corporate, military, professional. My agent was like, where have you been? And what the heck are we going to do with you? But you're gorgeous. <laughs> Literally. So they start sending me out. And ever since then, I've been like peeling back the layers over the years. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how did that kind of shift the way you show up in rooms. Yeah. You know what? I had to become because I didn't grow up like I am now. Mm. And so I grew up closer to that military, that professional, that this is how you're supposed to show up, this buttoned up way to be. I grew up more like that versus being like free and real easy, like models. And so I had to kind of learn how to be this way mm. and to show up softer and still command a room. Yes. Mm -hmm. But approachable be approachable in a in a sense and still be able to do that and so i've been and so i did corporate and i would take days off and i'd go do my modeling gigs and or sometimes casting for a while i worked downtown chicago so the agent was downtown too so i would run during break or my lunch break to casting calls jump in line all that jazz but i've been doing it so long now i do um a lot of catalog and so mm -hmm. your uh, Von Mar, your Coles, your whomever, pretty much anybody who has a catalog, I've done work for them. Um, I do a lot of that. Now they just hit me up like, hey, we booked you for, I don't <laughs> do the casting calls anymore. And because I really don't have time to, mm -hmm. but I do a lot of just, we just, like, I just got booked for like a client. They're like, hey, uh, Kansas City in like a couple weeks. I'm like, sure, why not? And so it's like totally a hobby. Is that a thing? To have yeah. a modeling contract as a, a hobby. I mean, <laughs> when you look like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally a hobby. So, yes, that's I how I got that. into it. And so that's what I've been doing. And I've been in corporate. And I've worked for a lot of the big boys, like your Ernst & Young's, your Wayfair, CNO Financial, and most recently, Meta. Okay. And so, and I've spent my years diversifying teams, largely working on non-tech roles. So like marketing, finance, mm -hmm. all those kinds of roles. So I know, I know a lot about a lot of stuff, just different kind of roles. What does that mean? What kind of work do you do? And just building out my network of folks. And so between the two, I have... Uh, you know, and I've also been an entrepreneur in other facets throughout my life. I owned a company called The Velvet Collection, and it's a luxury linen rental company. And it's because, and I would do events and provide oh, my events. linen and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, for events. So your galas, your birthday parties, all your upscale events, all the things that are fabulous that take these lives it up this notch, right? Yeah, and that's what it is. I 100% agree with that. Your life is definitely in chapters and you write the pages. Like you decide yes. what it's going to look like. You decide what it's going to feel like. You decide how you're going to show up on the pages versus kind of just letting it happen. Right. Um, and so I did that for a couple years years and I loved it but I was feeling like I wasn't utilizing enough of me mm. in that space because as as beautiful as the events were and I've worked for a lot of the top designers in Chicago I've done all sorts of events for a little bit of everybody all the who's who in Chicago I've been in like magazines the wedding magazines they've done full page stories on me I've made it into these magazines I've done all these amazing things and for myself and for my business which is great but I felt like I wasn't doing enough for other people because mm -hmm. that's a big part of my recruiting. I love recruiting because I can help align someone else with their passion, mm. with what they want to do. That's mm. the part. That's the reason. I want to give back my knowledge base, right, and help prepare them. If you look me up, the accolades I get 
from candidates didn't come from people who got jobs at the company I worked with. It came from people that I helped had, that had interviewed and I helped prep them and they used it for another role. And wow. they're saying, Leslie, oh my God, you helped me. Thank you so much for your help in prepping me. And I got this job over here. And so that's where a lot of my, like, yes, I'm doing it came from where I felt like I'm living through a purpose and how I was created. And so I wanted to do something that was closely aligned to where I was. How can I use the things that God has gifted me, right? So I get to show up in corporate a certain way and to be a, a leader in that space. I get to model. I get to be charismatic. I get to make people feel seen. How do I use these things to support someone else? And when I was thinking about it, I kind of came up with the idea that maybe I can do some kind of beauty retailer. Is that a thing? I was like, is that a thing? Can I do that? That maybe I can. But how do that. did that idea come? Had you just been really interested in beauty before that? No. And was it because you were in modeling? It's a hodgepodge of life, right? And I I we all know I had relaxers forever in a the day, then I went natural, and then someone messed my hair up and I went bald. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Like I've been yes. all over the board yes. and I've gone to the casting calls and there is no one on set that can really do my hair. So I had to learn the hard way mm -hmm. to start uh getting my hair done before I go. You know, those things. So I have that as an experience my mother went to school and did not was not able to complete I'm like one of four girls she went to cosmetology school when I was growing up so I have all these spaces that I've existed in and someone I was talking to was like and I was just like brainstorming like what am I gonna do next and he goes you could do a beauty supply store you know the ones in the community they making a killing and I was wow. like, because I was coming out of the luxury space and because I had been in talent acquisition where I cater to people, I was like, there is no way that I would do that. Mm. I would never. Because <laughs> like literally in that with that model, I would never do that because it's not really a shopping experience. Uh -huh. It's not a, you don't you. walk in and feel like, Special. ooh, you know, it's not that. You yeah. you know what you're getting before you get there. You right, go and you hurry up and buy and, and you get out of there. Yes. And the, hurry up and buy. You know, like yeah. you get, and you're out of there. Yes. And so I was like, I would never do that. But that was the model that the person was referencing. And so as I started to like, I said, maybe, but I would have to do it my way. And so I decided to go out and start looking at beauty stores, beauty retailers that were out there. And I went and I used a bunch of them in the area in Chicago. And I went into the stores and I'm asking all the recruiter questions. So tell me about your brand ethos. What are your core values? What is your favorite <laughs> core value? I'm like a recruiter tried and true. Anytime you talk to me, that's how I, that's the questions I start to ask. And, there, and one of them, the, I was speaking with the store manager and she goes, you know, they have all these clean beauty brands. A lot of them are women-owned businesses, all these things. And she holds up this box and she goes, and in this box are all black women entrepreneurs. And I go, okay, that's great. I said, are, they in, are there the other shelves? black women entrepreneurs in other places on the shelves? And she's like, oh no, they're all in this box. Oh, and she God. was like confident. like Not the one box. Yeah. Yes. And I remember walking in out of the store the and I was with my partner and I was like, how dare they box us in? That's like right. what? contained in this one in this space. box. They didn't yeah. even have a, have the products like outside of the box, it's like such on the show. Huge metaphor. It was together. in the box. They were just yeah. in the box with nice branding. They were just in that box. And mm. I remember saying that. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna create a beauty store, a beauty retailer. I said I called it a store. And I said, and it's gonna be all black people. And then I but I was being facetious. But then once I started doing the research, I was like, can I create a black 
beauty mm. store with all black entrepreneurs. And so that's how I got down the road. And once I started doing like the research and meeting entrepreneurs and understanding where the gaps were and what I would create, that's kind of how I came up with the idea of the Black Beauty Collective. And I, so I put the space together. I developed the model in terms of how they were going to come in, who I wanted to benefit this initiative, because that was something that was really important. Who gets the benefit? So a lot of times, the reason why there are so many bottlenecks, right? We look at who's benefiting from the opportunity. It could be me as an entrepreneur who gets, I'm going to charge you for a shelf space, and I'm going to charge you for marketing, and I'm going to charge you for this, and I'm going to charge you for that, which is our the things that keep black people out of the industry yes. because we don't have mm -hmm. access to capital. Yes. So mm -hmm. when you start thinking about, okay, so you don't have any money, how can you pay to scale into a bigger store or mm -hmm. a bigger beauty retailer? It, it becomes almost, it feels almost impossible. And so I wanted to create a space where the entrepreneur was prioritized. And so the way that the model is structured, which the concept isn't anything new, they rent shelf space. Nothing is new about that. Plenty of people out here rent shelf space. But what's different is they get 100% of their retail sales back. And we drive a robust marketing strategy for the Black Beauty Collective. Right. I don't sell any products. I literally use my face and my likeness to drive traffic into the collective, the collective. because yeah. the traffic is who are the people that are the entrepreneur's customer and they're going to buy the product and the entrepreneur is going to get 100% of that back. Yep. Minus sales taxes and fees, but we're talking minor peanuts in comparison to what you'd be major paying retail? to be in a Oof. major retail. Oh, and that's so, so smart. that's the beautiful part about it. So we have the retail store and e-com and any sales that are generated, the entrepreneurs get it back. And that's what the goal is. We don't take the place of their marketing. We become an extension of their marketing. So mm. if you go to any of our social, it's all about the entrepreneurs, their products. And so that's what we're pushing, a strategy that um, prioritizes the entrepreneur. And so we offer PR support, marketing support, social support. We do email marketing. I have a pretty solid team. And all of us are designed and in position to help the entrepreneur, every last one of us. So, and so, you, so, so important. You get a whole model yeah. to just be like the face of your brand, to use right. your product, to, you know, a platform. A person who literally gets paid to do this is now doing this for you wow. for no additional cost. And so, it's just a creative way to push black entrepreneurs into a space that they wouldn't otherwise, a lot of times, have access to. And how do businesses get to be a part of the collective? There's absolutely an application process. Okay. Um, the applications are currently open, they will be until the end of. Uh, May, possibly into June, give or take. Okay. Um, definitely open. And we go through, there's an application process. They submit it. They tell us about what their current marketing plan is, how they're structuring their business. They have to tell us about it, right? Got to be a legitimate business, solid product. I have them send products in so we can see the packaging, make mm -hmm. sure the label is proper, all of the things, right? Yes. It's the entire process there. It's like four steps that they have to go through. Um, which isn't crazy, but it's enough for us to really understand the business acumen of the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. because that's something that's extremely important to me. Because I move fast. If if that if I'm all the way 100, percent like I'm moving. Like I'll do an event and I'll make sure. Hey, you guys can come into this event. Are you prepared? Hey, we got this opportunity. Hey, this person is looking. We're looking to supply boxes for this cost. Can you participate? So like, how evolved is your business, and where are you as an entrepreneur? Are you scared? Oh, that's a big one. Like, are you afraid? Are you are you serious about this business? Because you'll get, I'll say, I'll ask questions. I, I do an actual interview. Like, I really want to know about you wow. as an entrepreneur. 
And so I'll interview them and I'll go, um, tell me where, what, what could you, what could be better for your business? And I, I get answers sometimes like, well, I'm kind of inconsistent with my brand. You know, <laughs> that's how, where are you? That's what I mean when I say business acumen. Like I'm really interested in how you comment about your business. And so I take all this information and a lot, some of it's not deal breakers. It's just an opportunity for me to understand where the, the gaps are and to Maybe see if to there's pour. a resource yeah. that we can pull in. Maybe I I know we can we work with the YWCA. We work with the Pokes, Polsky Center in Chicago. Is there a resource I can align you with to get you some additional support? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's just that as a conversation. And so once we move through the entire process, they become a collective member. Once you're a collective member, you get your products on the shelf, you become a part of our, our collective. The best part about it for me as the person who's created this is entrepreneurship is such a solo individualized activity a lot mm -hmm. of times especially when you're young in your company you can't hire people you gain access to all these entrepreneurs that you can literally call and ask questions and hey my label is doing this what would you suggest to someone that's been in the game for 10 years you know right. and so access to other people to just pick their brain and ask questions we have a group of the entrepreneurs that's a part of the collective they're going they're going to pop up in essence this year they got together and got a booth and they're going to be able to rotate in and out so now you got a different level of access that you wouldn't have otherwise had as an individual and so joining a collective is is so much more it's that community that you're joining. Yeah, yes. a network. The network that a lot of us don't have. Yeah. And so what you talk about from coming into the space, these some of the entrepreneurs there, you saw they're energized, they're talking to each other, they're pumped about it. Yeah. They met at the grand opening last month. Right. But you would see them together and think that, they man, they've been other. knowing each other for years. Yeah. These people are literally coming in and their spirit is like, I needed this. I needed to be a part of something bigger than what I was doing. Like I'm making strides, but now you got all these people that's interested in your success and they're resharing your content so that you can get visibility and they're, they're sharing your wins. So now you get, you get energized again. The best, one of the entrepreneurs, uh, Marla Renee, they're out of uh, Richmond. They've been in it for 10 years and they had a retail store. They had a flood last year, lost tons of product, had to like go all the way back online. It was like awful for them, right, in terms of business. And they came out to the grand opening. And afterwards, they sent me an email saying, you pumped life back into us. Mm -hmm. This was well thought. I loved all of this. This was an energy that I didn't anticipate. Like I'm a part of a lot of things, but I haven't been a part of anything that felt like this. And they wanted to thank me. I appreciate you. I appreciate your team. And so being a part of something that's bigger than you, that energizes you, that has your best interest, that want to see you win, that's talking about you when you're not in the room to in a positive sense. And you have a seat at the table without having to sit at the table mm. is something that's impactful and it's powerful in itself. And so mm. for me, I'm like, this is a no brainer. I could do this all day. Absolutely. I love that. And I think <laughs> at the core of what you're doing, and we've talked about this in so many different facets, yeah. like not just in terms of business, but as like a, a people, a black people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I always say pure down dirty capitalism is not in our DNA. No. We are yes. a community. Yes. We are of cooperative economics. We yes. are a people that like support one another. We cultivate. You're the baker. I'm the shoemaker. Mm -hmm. You're the blacksmith. Like, we, we like got that's it. how we operate. And so you're taking out the elements that ruin the the joy of being yeah. an entrepreneur because Absolutely. going into 
major retail, they're over here trying to nickel and dime you for every single thing. That's right. And essentially take away you being able to be profitable. That's right. Mm, but that's the point. Right. It's to be profitable. <laughs> right. And so you're not only reinvigorating yeah. the industry in a way that's like so forward thinking where people can actually create and and not be stressed about, oh my God, am I going to have enough money for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But also reinvigorating this idea of we are a community. Yes, we don't have to be the token black girl in the room. You don't have to be the in, only- In the box. In the box. That's right. <laughs> right. There's, oh, there's only one right. skincare, only That's one right. hair care, only- And so, and we're able to support one another, which is like who we are. That's like, right. Like it's Absolutely. what we do. It's a lot of work to be the token black person. Oof. It's a lot of emotional work. It's a lot of <laughs> physical work. It's a, it's a burden to be yeah. that person. And so, and I always push the narrative that there's enough space for all of us. Mm -hmm. There's enough money for all of us. There are enough customers for all of us. We could all have the same product and we can all visualize it and create it differently. It could be the same thing. There's enough room for that though. Um, it's not, there's not enough credit in our community that there's enough room for us. But, and I, and I always use the, the pizza restaurant as an example. It could be a pizza restaurant on every corner. There is no new way to do pizza. But they do single slice, they do piece of pie. They do this, they do New York slice. It's enough room for it. And so we, as a black community, have to understand that there is enough space for all of us to be successful and we can cheer each other on and we can collaborate yep. and we can work together and have community. I'm so gagged right now because Shada and I have these conversations all the oh. time. Oh, when I'm always... I'm like, I, I can't remember what your metaphor is. Oh, the, the water. Song. Yeah. What There's you... tons of water brands. Tons. <laughs> it's just water. Correct. Right. They do it's a like little... There's room for all of Jewish us to be on the Fiji, Dasani, Smart Dasani. Water. And everybody has their favorite water and they go on. Poland mm -hmm. Spring. That's right. Depending on where you at, this might be your favorite. Depending right. on who's selling what, this might be your right. favorite. And nobody questions it. No right. one questions it. But it's like only area that we get the flack on where it's enough, right? And we can't split the black dollar is in the black community. There's enough room and enough dollars. We spend on beauty like... It's $60 billion industry every year, and black people spend like 11% of that. So $6.6 .6 billion, but we only own 2.5% of the brands. Mm. So obviously, there's enough room for us to have multiple products on the shelf. Yeah. And we don't have to be a little snippet on the shelf, right. a little end cap on the shelf. We can take up space. Absolutely. And in your instance, like we can be the space that is yeah. propelling the products, right? Like we can be within our own communities. That's right. The place for people to go. I am legitimately like, okay, cool. We we can't do this, so then let's do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And we can support each other. We can use our platforms to push each other. Because why not? I mean, it's not complicated. It's just, right. how do you do it? We, and we built these communities where it was, you know, during times of segregation when we were like, well, okay, fine. I can't shop in your store. I'm making my own store. Yeah. Then you burning the damn stores down right. and true, riding true. and doing the whole thing. So it's like, we still rise in every single occasion. And I think like, especially now that, yeah. you know, we've seen this movement of people wanting to support buying black business. Like, listen, if it's black owned, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Yes. If, if it's not that great, then I might not buy it again. But I'm at least going to buy it. I'm going to try it out. I, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We got to at least try it. 
And the thing is, when the not so great, there's tons of products that we don't love. Right. We just don't buy them twice. We go to the next exactly. product. And that's what we have to keep in mind. Give it a chance. When you're shopping black, you're not going to love everything. It's, right. Everything isn't going to be designed for you to love everything across the board just because it's black owned. Yep. But you f- keep trying and find something else that you love. Because they're just because you bought this shade and it wasn't your favorite, there could be a different blend that resonates perfectly with you. Yeah. And so, and just kind of keeping that in mind and not holding uh, black entrepreneurs to the different standard. Yes. Because that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the word right there. Yes. Because we work, we go into Target and we, we buy something, we don't like it, you put it on in the drawer and you go on to the next product. Right. You right. don't say, I'm not going to shop at Target no more. <laughs> you just go. That thing wasn't keep for going. me. That wasn't well, I mean, for me. It just wasn't for I have that I'm like, y'all, come check these products out. Yeah. This might work for you. Absolutely. I have a kind of obscure question. Sure. But I, I think about, because beauty is so vast, right? Like we walk yes. outside and we find beauty in like a sunset, yeah. in a in a mountain, in a beach. Yep. And it's I'm so, like, where are you seeing mountains? I don't know, right? Outside <laughs> but the nonetheless. door, I'm at the beach, right? <laughs> nonetheless. Like, it's so interesting to me that beauty can also become like an industry and like commodified and a thing that we could like buy and own and hold. And like, I don't know. I just wonder if y'all have any responses to that as people that are within beauty and like the ways that beauty... Like, we're trying to make beauty something that we can own, if that mm. makes sense. You know, is that's an interesting concept. You, As soon as you said that, the first thing that came to mind is we have a brand in the store, and it's called Aberrant. And so I don't know if you guys have heard the term, but the founder, Aaliyah, of the company, she was in grad school, going to school for education, and they were learning about children on the spectrum, right? And that was a term that was used aberrant behavior, meaning to deviate from the norm. And so she named mm. her brand aberrant because oh. you can use literally you, because she wanted to say there's beauty even in that yes. and not being a part of what society says is normal. And so she has oh, these cool. blushes, right? But you can also use them as a uh, eyeshadow. But then you also can fill them in with your lip gloss and you and color your clear lip. And so it isn't, it doesn't have to be one way. So that was like the first thing that came to mind when, and literally you see her logo is so fresh, like she killed it. And she, and her colors are amazing. The palettes are just there. But that was the first thing that came to mind when you said that, like the abstract component of beauty and how it filters into a space of a thing that you can own. Like, what does that mean? We get to define it. That's like the best part. It's yours individually to define what beauty is. And it, like we did an art museum earlier today, we all can look at the same painting and the way, depending on how God created us and designed us, we will see what we see in that Mm. painting. And it doesn't mean this is right or this is wrong or this is the right answer. It's just up to interpretation of you as an individual. Mm. And so when you talk about beauty, right, in terms of mountains and oceans and sand and hair and makeup and design, that's that's what I hear is this individualized spiritual connection with God in terms of your creator and it comes out just like this whatever's there whatever that means it's that yours so beautiful because I was like Glenn what I know I was like about I don't now. know where I was going with it <laughs> no, but she but, picked it I no, got you yeah. it. <laughs> but, and, and piggybacking off of that it made me think of this idea of creating the beauty standard right like we've shifted that narrative yeah. like Insanely, yep. right? Like there was a point where the Eurocentric standard of beauty right. is what we strived for. Yes. And um, for, you know, through marketing, conditioning, what you're constantly mm-hmm. seeing. And I think we're still, you know, navigating that and struggling with that. But so many black owned brands have said, 
your hair doesn't have to be this way. That's right. Your skin doesn't have to look this way. That's right. You can be darker skin and wear these lip tints. And yep. there's so much innovation. There's this really cool brand called Pound Cake Cosmetics. Oh, yeah. And she is matching your lip shade. Your, your, she's doing reds right now, but I imagine she'll expand. And it's even down to like the color of your lip because we don't all have that. the same colored That's lips. That's right. And red shows up differently depending on the color of your lips. Your lips. And and Imagine things that, that. who knew? Right. <laughs> and, and it's and it's not that oh you can't wear that red lip because you're but no it's let me create something for the community that I'm selling it. to. And so I think in thinking about how we have yes commodified beauty, it's also how we've created these spaces for our community for the people that look like us yeah. that don't look like the quote unquote you know majority i mean yeah. we are becoming the majority so i think that us being minorities is going to be like futile in a very short years but still you know like we're recreating and redefining beauty standards yeah. amongst ourselves and our yeah. own community and then having a space like yours to come into and like when i was talking to the the founder Flore the other day she was like you know we all have different needs for our hair and so she has this you know kind of like diy yep. way of yeah. um you can put i'm not gonna speak to this very well it's what but strength uh strength hydration oh my gosh I always growth and growth yeah those are the three serums that and you there's mix a serum in with the you mask add to your mask yeah. depending on what you need no but, you're kidding but, but wait. you can control like how much yeah. you're putting in is that what you, you can put oh. in the whole you little job okay but, but don't this remind you of a, how the relaxer system used to be oh my god yes like the way you put the stuff in you gotta yes. mix it up put the t all right, that just like flipping it yeah but this is for the condition of the your health. hair, the health of your hair. Yeah. And you can come in and That's get so cool. what That's you so cool. need. I know. It's just Look, I'm about to tell uh, her business. She used to be, she is That's on so cool. the, you guys remember the perm, the relaxer, gentle treatment box. Oh my box. gosh. Is she, she is totally the, the model on the box. <laughs> No way. I mean, she that's is full way. circle, Isn't though, that right? full circle? I mean, yeah. listen. So she did that for years, and now she completely has a hydrating strength mask to help your hair grow. I said, whatever I love it. you are selling, I'm buying, because yes. her hair is just beautiful, gorgeous. You, you know what's me? so cool about this? This is all, like, in the examples you all have shared, it's so very personal, mm -hmm. what yes. everybody's creating, and they're, they're doing it with so much care to yes. then offer something to people who might have the same needs as mm -hmm. them, and there's just, like, this genuine offering you know, you know that's what i'm going to say about black the black entrepreneurs i've met so far and i've met i'm well into the hundreds at this point of the wow. number of entrepreneurs black people that i've met men and women the one thing i know to be consistent is most of them identified a need in their own space mm -hmm. right so my son had really bad eczema i wanted to develop a soap that he could use he couldn't mm -hmm. use anything on the shelves yep. my mom had cancer her hair was falling out this was happening to me whatever it is it's always based on a need that they're identifying in their own individual space and they're taking that and then now they're sharing it outward to the rest of the world right so you think about like monique from my she talks about her trauma in terms of her losing her baby. And so now she created this line and now she's sharing it. She used that for her healing and now she's sharing her healing mm -hmm. with other people. Mm -hmm. And so black people in essence, especially black women, we're such nurturers just in general and the way we give ourselves to our families and the world around us. And this, and that's what I, when it, with the Black Beauty Collective, you walk in and there's literally like an energy in a space because you know everybody here created 
this with love in mind mm -hmm. and with their heart in mind and how they're going to give to the people around them in mind. And now you get to experience this too. So no matter how you came up, no matter what happened, no matter what you was doing before you got here, this is where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's such an interesting, just that whole community piece that's behind it. I mean, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. Just walking in a space, you smell it. The way you're greeted. The way we talk about the products. And I I wanted to, I, I know, I literally can walk you through the store and talk about each entrepreneur. I, I know, know like, these you, people. You know these yeah. details. I do. I know these people because so I, I listen. That's the recruiter in me. Yeah. I, I want to know. Give me, tell me, tell me about you outside of this. Who are you as a human? Because it's important. Because we're oftentimes measured on who you worked for and how much money oh you God, make yes. and what kind of car you drive. Where do you live? Oh, you know what I mean? Like we get measured off of those things mm -hmm. because we don't fit into somebody else's narrative of where and how we should show up. And, oh, you're good because you went to this school. We're measured off of those things. And so it's important for me to understand who you are outside of those things. Because mm -hmm. those things, they're tricky. Because you can easily afford a car or a house or whatever. But who are you? What makes you tick? What kind of person are you? So I know the entrepreneurs like that are a part of the collective. And because when I do things like this, I want to be able to talk about them. I want other people. This story may resonate with somebody else that's out there who maybe their mom has cancer. And I talk about this for myself. I had severe acne for years. And from 12 to like 34, 35, I eventually used Accutane to get rid of it, which is harsh. And it was mm -hmm. horrible for my body, right? But never once did I think to myself, let me develop a skincare line to try to solve my problem. Mm. I never thought about mm -hmm. it. And so it never once crossed my mind. And so I admire all the people who yes. look to solve, yeah. number one. right? They look to solve the problem that they're experiencing versus finding European way of doing things. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And then number two, to be able to... So I may say something like that and talk about somebody. Somebody's mom has cancer. She can't use anything in the store. They develop the product. You know what? Let me let me try to make something for my mom. You know what I mean? Like, let me try to fix this and solve this on my own. And so it could be absolutely inspiring to other people. So that's the other reason why I want to make sure that I know the stories. And if you go into the store, the beauty advisors, the same thing. They don't tell you about the people, the entrepreneurs too. Because it's important to us to know who these people are so we can share that. That's the community element yeah, of us. Yes. The story. The story behind the brand. Not just it's a brand and are they good enough? Is the packaging right. proper? Or, you know, whatever. Because so we got some amazing it. products, but because they don't have capital, the packaging might not be great. Right. And so literally when I'm when I started talking about how, oh, she grew up in a Caribbean. She makes this because her grandmother and her mother used to make it. And this is what she used. And her son had eczema. And now it was so severe where he couldn't go to school anymore. She was having to take off work. She quit her job, took care of him full time. This wow. is how she was able to make it through. Wow. Because she started selling this to other moms who were experiencing the same thing. So now the game changes where you're like, well, forget that packaging. My baby got eczema. Let me get that. Right. You know what I mean? Now right. the narrative changes. So we don't have capital, but we're rich with history and all these amazing things. Yes. So what else can we push if we don't have the money? What else can, what else, what other value can is there? And that's what it is. That's why I know about the entrepreneurs that are part of the collective. Because I think it's important. Truly, 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 like so inspiring in so many ways in a lot of the work that I'm doing and thinking about. So we'll definitely have to offline, but yes. mm -hmm. I got to be nosy and get in your business. Come on, girl. So 
what's next? Like, what is on the horizon? Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say what next. what's next in that way because what you've done is huge and, yeah. like, you've just begun. But yeah. I'm getting a vibe I see that... bigger I was things. Like, I'm, I'm like, we're getting this you, all. You, it's you, nationwide. You're right. Uh, so yeah. the collective is going to definitely grow. So we're in Chicago. We're going to expand into other markets. Um, we got about... I'm on a 10-store trajectory in, like, five years. Oh all right, God, that's the game so plan. Cool. Because that's the only way... For ent- black entrepreneurs to scale their businesses into the major metropolitan markets yes. is a cost-efficient way and for the collective to grow. And now you're if you're in Kansas, right, you're in Chicago, you're in New York, you're down in Atlanta, you're in D.C., you're in Houston, you're in Dallas, you're in L.A. Now the narrative changes for you, right? And we can get, we can activate black people in different markets because yes. we all like, um, give me something where I can shop black and it's black, black, black. We need it. We want and it. And so we're we're desperate for it. And it's like the thing that we didn't even know we needed. And so oh that's the, the growth trajectory in terms of we'll activate so all over excited. the place. We'll get partnerships. We'll get sponsorships. We'll bring res- more resources. That's what the end goal is, to bring more resources into the collective, which means that we're able to support the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. differently, align with corporations, because plenty of corporations got resources that'll help these entrepreneurs. And so doing things like that, that's, that's what my... That's where I'm seeing this go. And so for myself, this is probably the first time in my career where I did I felt like I arrived. I've done some amazing things in my career, don't get me wrong. I've worked for some great organizations, but my brain was always looking for the next. Mm-hmm. I was anticipating the next. Even when I would start, I would literally go, okay, I'm going to be here a year and a half. Like I was always going the mm. next. This is probably the first time where I feel like I've arrived to where I belong and I can breathe. Like, okay, devote your attention in this space because yes. this is where you're mm-hmm. needed. And I had to get here. I had the journey over here. And so I had to arrive here and I feel like I'm at a destination now and I'm not going, okay, on to the next city. Onto the next space, but I can sit here and I can build this because this is where you belong. Yeah, yes. I think so. I think I, God has finally dropped me right where I, He needs me. All the steps you took to get to this space led you to the destination. Yeah, exact. That's exactly what it is. And Destiny. so, that's say it again. Destiny. Like yep. it all. That's it. Clicked. It all just boom right Whoa. there. Destiny. Destiny. Destination. I'm having a moment. Ah! <laughs> wow. Yep. Okay. Well. Please tell the listeners where they can come shop, where they can follow you, follow the brand so that they can be tapped in and get all these incredible products. Yes. So, of course, when you guys come to Chicago, you have to come check us yes. out at 5305 South High Park Boulevard, which you may know High Park because that's where the Obamas lived before. Yes, everyone says And Park look, just in case Michelle is listening, we would love to have you here. Michelle, are you listening? <laughs> I thought she would pull up. Definitely pull mm-hmm. up with the Secret Service. We got some for them too. <laughs> and come shop. And come shop. Yeah. So that's us in High Park. If you are not in high, coming to High Park, check us out online. Shop Black, and that's BLKBeautyCollective.com. And you'll see all the yummy products. All the amazing entrepreneurs are there. Their stuff is there. You'll just be able to have at it because we love all of them. And so they're on our econ platform too. And when you're ready to come look at us, go to, on Instagram. Go to Black Beauty Collective, and that's BLK Beauty Collective. And then check me out at the Leslie Roberson on Insta. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, group chat, before we officially leave you and the episode is truly over, I have to reiterate my experience with Dub and their crown collection. I just 
really have been loving this. This collection is the first holistic hair and scalp health system with our curls, coils, and kinks in mind. Comes with amazing, amazing ingredients like squalene, which you all know is a fave of mine, prebiotics, shampoo, conditioner, a serum, a leave-in conditioner, and a defining butter cream. I love using these products as I'm really focusing on hair growth and especially in between my protective styles. Scalp health is so important for growth retention. And as you are on your hair journey, however you style your crown, I encourage you to try the Dove Crown Collection and tell us what you think. Thank you. Oh Thank my God. Thank you so, 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 so much. I... I feel like we're going to offline in like an extreme way after this. In so many ways. But I I truly want to say that, you know, the work you're doing is so important and so needed. I think you're going to inspire so many people to think differently outside of the beauty industry, but in in all ways and outside of CPG, like just how we're functioning as a people and supporting one another. So you've planted a major seed and I'm excited to see what's to come for you and how you inspire so many people. And to shop because oh, you already know, <laughs> you already know. The I products. put the capital C in consumer. Okay, <laughs> like if there's a product, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna buy it. So yes. I'm ready. I love all of that. Thank you for having me. You guys have been absolutely amazing. So have you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks. All right, and you already know what to do, where to find us. If you are listening, definitely check us out on YouTube. It really helps. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, check out the Twitter. Chelsea be doing stuff on there. I honestly don't know how that platform um, works. <laughs> that's but, her domain. Right. That's her domain. But we are at Black Girls Text 1 on Twitter, Black Girls Texting on Instagram and TikTok. Become a patron if you want all the juicy tea. Join us on Geneva. Get merch. Do all the things. Tap into the newsletter. Yes. Oh. Thank you for keep, yes. keeping me out on top Black of the newsletter. newsletter. You'll find out about events, get recaps of episodes if you miss them. And we each, each month give you a little bit of insight into what we're thinking about, what we're excited about. So check that out too. Yeah. And that's yeah. that on that. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.